Welcome into another Running with the Wolves podcast on the Believe Sports Network. My name is Gabe Anderson. And again, no Chris tonight. We're just going to go solo for a little bit here. If you have any questions, let me know. Uh, post them and I'll be able to answer them to the best of my abilities. Or if you just want to leave a comment, I would love that as well. Also, give it a like, share, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Spotify, give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple podcast or whatever streaming service you are listening to so this is a post-game podcast Timberwolves they get the win tonight 116 to 93 and it really wasn't that close I think the best part of this game was that the Wolves were able to rest their starters completely in the fourth quarter I in the group chat the my Timberwolves group chat I said I don't want to see a single starter on the floor in the third quarter. Other than Cat at the beginning of the third quarter, who we'll talk about in a second, he hit a three. But other than that, no starters on the floor in the fourth quarter. A great performance out of the Timberwolves tonight. And let me just start with a couple things. The two negatives of this game. And you can call me a whatever name you want to, but... Jane McDaniels has got to be smarter. First of all, in the first quarter, twice, two possessions, he tries to force it on the fast break, goes against two guys, and turns the ball over. Also, on one of those possessions, he throws the ball back to the ref and gets a technical. He's got to be smarter. I've been saying it time and time again. He made some good plays later on in this game, but that could come back to haunt later on if the wolves they i'm telling you they gotta stop forcing fast breaks the other negative from this game and you're gonna hate me for it i think it's cute for a little while but the whole pointing thing after the dunk i think that could come back to haunt us at some point let's say that a timberwolves player dunks on paul george or Kawhi leonard or something and we start pointing at him that could light a fire within them. Now, obviously, the Portland Trailblazers didn't have the fire to do something like that, make a big comeback. But I'm just saying, it could come back to haunt us. I think it's funny as well, but it could come back to haunt us. That's all I'm saying. Now let's go to the positives. And the number one positive out of this game has to be the play of... Rudy Gobert, because he was phenomenal tonight. And I, the points in the paint, which we'll talk about in a second, he was a big, big part of that. Rudy Gobert tonight, 24 points, a lot of that coming in the first half. Again, remember, didn't play the fourth quarter at all, and a lot of the end of the third. 17 rebounds, five offensive rebounds, two blocks. And really, I know he only has two blocks, but... The value that Rudy Gobert brings goes beyond just blocks because I think he probably altered 10 or 15 shots that against a lesser defender go in. He was absolutely dominant in tonight's game, and that's the player we traded for, not the player that we had last season that was so-so. That was the player that we traded for in this one. Another interesting looking at the stats tonight. Anthony Edwards, not a huge game, only nine points. Another blowout where Anthony Edwards doesn't have a huge points night, but but he was under control. That was the good part for Ants. He had finishes with six assists. 
He's a team high plus 41 tonight. Only four of nine from the field. Didn't hit a three. I thought his three was a little flat tonight. But hey, that's okay. That's okay. When your team wins by more than 20, your three doesn't need to be spot on. As long as it's back for the Clippers game, I'm totally fine. And it seemed like Ant learned his lesson from the Boston and Mavericks game where he was just trying to force it a little too much. He used his teammates. And that pass, he had to go bare for the flush where he's kind of spinning around and found him. I don't know how he found him, but he found him. Great stuff out of Anthony Edwards tonight. And then, of course, the other big man, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, almost a perfect stat line. Seven of eight from the field, three for three from three, 23 points. That's exactly what we need out of them. That is efficiency. He finishes with eight rebounds tonight, one assist, two steals. This is the cat that we need night in and night out. And he wasn't forcing it. He found mismatches and attacked them. And I think I'm not going to say that the Trailblazers win the game if they have DeAndre Ayton, but I think it would help a little bit because they had absolutely no interior presence that did the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, you can could convince me that Duop Reith or whatever his name is had a decent game, but I mean, 14 points, hit a couple threes. I think he took like the seven out of the first eight shots for the Trailblazers. And if Duop Reeb Reed was it Reed Reith Reith like a Christmas Reith without the W. If he is the guy who takes the most shots, actually, Jeremy Grant had the most shots, but he was second on the team with shots. That's probably not a good omen for the night. And Anthony Simons, stinky, stinky night for Anthony Simons. Five points, 0 for 10 from the field. He didn't hit a shot. Now, there's been times that Anthony Simons, particularly with Dame Willard, has killed us in the past. He was not doing anything tonight. Jeremy Grant hit a couple threes. I think he hit two but not much doing there. And then not much help from really anything else. I guess Kamara had 14 points, a lot of those coming late. Actually, their leading scorer tonight. If you didn't watch the game and I gave you six guesses on who the leading scorer was, could you do it? Would you guess Jabari Walker? I don't know if you would, but he had 17 points tonight, a lot of that coming in garbage time. But the big stat tonight for the Timberwolves has got to be points in the paint. And at one point, it was 50 to 20, finished 60 to 36. 60 points in the paint. The Wolves were getting into the paint at will, shooting 55% from the field. A dominant performance for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Rudy Gobert dominance. Points in the paint were fantastic. And what's also great, I feel like, Chris Finch occasionally holds on to his starters a little too long, like has them in the game for maybe a little too long when the game is out of reach. He didn't do that tonight. Fourth quarter, starters didn't play a single minute, and I I love that a lot. And I love that we got out to a great start on both halves. Started the game with... I think it was an 11 to nothing run, and I think it got bigger from there. And in the third quarter, we didn't mess around. We did not mess around. We put the game away by the fourth quarter. It was 100% over. And I got to be honest, I was prepping for the stream. I did not watch much of the fourth quarter prepping for the stream because 
No reason. I mean, I think Wendell Moore Jr. will forever be. I, I don't know if he's ever going to make it in the NBA. Josh Minot has some potential. I can see him in some spot starts here and there as he gets older. Leonard Miller, I've heard he's had some maturity issues. We could maybe use him from here and there, but you got to remember, and I know the rebuttal to this is, oh, Nikola Jokic was a second-round pick, but you got to remember that the success rate of second-round picks is not very high, and Leonard Miller is a second-round pick, a very a very talented second-round pick, but I don't know how much he is going to do for this team this year. Maybe as we go on, as, as we said some contracts, again, a lot of guys off the books after this year, Mike Conley, which who we got to talk about in this game, off the books, Kyle Anderson off the books, maybe there's some room for him. Who knows who we resign, who we let go, but we do got to talk about Mike Conley. Mike Conley had the first game with 10 assists and zero turnovers in the first half. The first time since Ricky Rubio, who, of course, we know retired this week. Want to wish Ricky Rubio a happy and successful retirement. Uh, one, one of my favorite Timberwolves of all time. But Conley was slinging it. And he started with hitting shots as well. He hit his first two threes, only finished with nine points, went three for five from behind the three-point line. But he finishes tonight with 10 assists, so didn't do much in the second half, but honestly didn't really need to in this one either. Jordan McLaughlin at the backup point guard got some minutes tonight. One for three from the field, two total points. But Nas Reed, good again. I love how aggressive he's been. I love aggressive Nas. And if he's not the front runner for six-man of the year, He's got to be up there because finishes with 14 points tonight, five for 10 from the field, and he he's just been solid all year for the Timberwolves. Another good sign for the Timberwolves, I think I heard they have the easiest schedule in the NBA going forward. And what's encouraging about that, that must mean we've had one of the hardest schedules so far. And guess what? We're still number one in the Western Conference. Man, what a dream year this has been. And it erases the memories of last year where the Timberwolves needed to win a game against the Portland Trailblazers. Portland, I think they only had eight active players, and the best two players were Shaden Sharp and Cam Reddish. Nothing wrong with those guys, but when those are your best two players and the Timberwolves are full strength, you got to win that game. The Wolves did not win that game last year. I was at that game. Absolutely dreadful. This year, what do they do? They come out, even with Anthony Simons, even with Jeremy Grant, even with Malcolm Brogdon, who I just got to imagine is going to hit the open market very, very soon. Watch out for him. If you're looking for a guy the Wolves could potentially pick up in a trade, potentially a Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. But we'll keep an eye on that. As well. Again, this is the Running with the Wolves podcast. Timberwolves win tonight by a score of 116 to 93. This game, I don't want to say it was over early, but very non competitive game. The Timberwolves had, they, they basically had free reign of the paint, and it, it was just a great performance out of the Timberwolves, who improved to 27 and 11. 
And if you're the Portland Trailblazers, where do you go from here? Now, I know you're on a long road trip. You're on a, this is the end of a seven game road trip that I think they said on the broadcast started on New Year's Eve. So 12 days ago or 13 days ago. But man, where do you go from here? You get blown out by OKC, you get blown out by the Timberwolves. Now, two good teams, granted, two good teams, but it cannot be daisies in that locker room right now. And also watch for Jeremy Grant to get traded at the trade deadline as well. But we'll talk about that at another time. Thanks for watching. This has been the Running with the Wolves podcast on the Believe Sports Networks. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening on. And as always, go Wolves.